Hello, everybody, and welcome to what is now our second episode. So you are on the early stages here, Hani. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, we are the Escape the Cage podcast. Hani, how, how do you pronounce your, your last name? It's Mora. Like, Mora. Give me some Mora content. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that, that's a great lead-in. Um, Hani, I got to tell you, the way that I found you is I saw a random video on Instagram and you were just showing me how to blur the background using the portrait feature on Instagram. That's literally how I found you. And then I started, you know, looking at your content and then I see what you've developed here. And I'm like, man, I need to do this. And as you probably can tell, I have just I've been singing your praises to the rooftops of anybody and everybody. Any video that I'm on, um, you know, we, we talk about repurpose.io. That is the name of Hani's company. Um, they have developed something and I'm going to let you explain it all. But guys, it is a game changer for content because it's going to save you time. It's going to save you money and it's going to help you get out to to all your platforms. So, Hani, first off, thanks for joining me and I'll let you just jump right into it. Oh, my pleasure. It's an honor to be here. It's awesome to connect with you. And yeah, the repurpose.io is basically what the name says. It's a content repurposing platform designed for all kinds of content, um, meaning audio, meaning long form video. And more recently, we've been focusing on repurposing short form videos like TikToks and IG Reels. So the whole premise is you want to be able to create content once and publish it everywhere with minimal amount of buttons, minimal amount of clicks, minimal amount of effort. And that's how the whole platform was designed. And we've been around for five years, actually. So we've been doing this for five years, focusing more on the long-term, uh, long-form content, Podca- audio podcasters, the interview style like we're doing now, YouTube videos, taking out long-form, slicing it up into clips, resizing it into vertical, square, captions, all that good stuff, and then automatically distributing it to all the different platforms. So that's been our focus until January, where we said, hey, we got to serve short form creators, like our TikTok communities. Hopped on the TikTok, started learning from a lot of TikTokers out there, what content repurposing, what are they doing? And discovered that there was a major pain point when you want to repurpose your TikToks. First, there was the watermark. To get that watermark off was a, you have to manually go to the website, download the video and do this. And then. You have opportunities to upload it to channels like YouTube Shorts and IG Reels and Twitter and LinkedIn if you're on there, Facebook, et cetera. So we thought, let's see if we can solve this problem. And that's where we released around January or so, um, the integration where you can take your TikTok, literally automatically, if you wanted to, have it go out to YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all the platforms that you want. You know, what's what's really interesting is I still to this day, you can you can log on to TikTok or really any short form platform. And they're like, OK, so the first thing you need to do is you need to go to TickSave and nothing against these other apps. They were great. They served a purpose, but they're they're really obsolete now because you guys you guys fulfill this space in the market to where you don't need to go to that extra step. You literally just set up your workflows and you literally hit one button. You can use, you know, TikTok as a source. Now you can use Instagram Reels as a source, which is really exciting. I know you announced that the other day, um, but it's it's just so much easier for creators. So let's let's backtrack a little bit. How how did the whole idea of Repurpose.io? How what's your story? How did that come about? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's been a fun journey. So this backtrack, I don't know, maybe ten years ago or so. No, actually no, thirteen. My daughter's thirteen. So around the time my daughter was born, 
I want I want to venture online. I love video. I started blogging about video marketing. You know, YouTube back then and still now is a dominant player, obviously, in video marketing. Anyway, I was blogging about YouTube and stuff like that. I loved it, getting a bit of a following, teaching people how to optimize, how to keep things simple, just create content, forget about the tech. Um, and then my background is in computer engineering, software engineering. And I thought, you know what, I love video. I love software. Let me build a tool for video creators. And I didn't know what that was. Fast forward a few months, I got this idea. I said, you know what? I hated the fact that every time I made a blog post, I made a YouTube video, and then I make a blog post, I have to go to YouTube, copy the embed code, put it on my blog, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I wish I could automate that. And that was the first tool I built. It was just automatically take a YouTube video, and it will just show up on your blog, embedded title, description, everything. It was like well-received. I showed a few people. I partnered with somebody. We launched it. Uh, fast forward a year later, Facebook, no, podcasting was picking up, did the same thing, took a tool that would take your podcast to your blog. Fast forward a year later, Facebook Lives, put them on your blog. So I was focusing on repurposing to your blog and then build a good, you know, customer base, love the automation. And then people start reaching out to me, can you automate across platforms? Like not going to your blog, can I go from one channel to another? And the first answer was no. No, 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 we're focusing on WordPress. And then enough people asked me and I said, you know what? I feel like it's my calling. I should at least at least give it a try. Uh, so we that's how Repurpose was born. And the first thing and the only thing it did on day one, about five years ago, was take an audio, convert it to a video, and upload it to YouTube. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa, this is like then just the excitement got up. I'm like, we can automate that. Let's see what else we can automate. And then we added Facebook integrations, then your lives to Facebook. And then it evolved into a whole new platform, like over the you know, customers telling us what they want. Uh, so yeah, the, the short version is solving my own pain point of automating to my WordPress blog led to enough people asking me to build something more powerful. You know, and I think that what's interesting about that is it kind of takes us back really to the genesis of any business. You're solving a pain point for somebody, and usually it's yourself. And I think that's for anybody who is looking to do their own thing or create their, their own business or their own idea. That's where you have to start. You usually start with, this was a problem for me. I solved it for me. And then you start getting all this feedback from all these other people. You know, they're like, you know, can you do this for me? Can you do this? So when you started, um, well, take me back even a little bit more. Is your background in owning your own business or did you do something else? Did you go to school for something else? Yeah, no, I went to school for computer engineering at a job for computer engineering. I was just tinkering on the side to kind of create. So I had, I'm a creator by nature. I realized that like later in life, I was like, I like to create things. I like to figure out how things work, take them apart. It's my engineering curiosity, whatever you want to call it. And then I also had a passion for automation because I'm, I'm kind of lazy sometimes. Like I don't want to repeat same tasks over and over. Can I automate? And I love videos to so kind of put all those together and built a very simple tool. I mean, you know, the story is, you know, over 10 years now, it's progression, right? It's not like from day one, everything worked and everything was like all awesome. It's just a lot of struggles and learning, but with any business, with anything you're doing, any project you're doing, uh, the two things I learned a lot in the beginning is you don't know all the answers when you start. You just gotta take the first step, see where it leads you. And then you, you know, we ended up pivoting like repurpose does a lot more now. I didn't even imagine it was going to do all this. I only imagine how podcasters get their videos onto YouTube, but we pivoted, 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 pivoted. Still same vision, but it was pivoting based on what people needed. 
And you got to learn from your struggles. Like, it's not easy. Like, no one tells you, oh, yeah, you know, we built this software in a few months and everything is great. Everyone loves it. It's evolution. You work, you progress, you take a step forward, you take a step back, you improve on that, you go forward again. And it's, it's normal. It's, it's, you know, hopefully nobody struggles a lot, but it's normal to struggle and grow. And that's how you get better. Well, that, that's another important message. There's there's so much preaching of, oh, you do this and three months later, you're going to be here. And it's just, it's not realistic. And I see so many people fall into this trap of, you know, if you get this, what's supposed to be magic bullet, everything is going to be easy for you. And it's not, you know, and I, I just wish there was more, I think there was, I wish there was more transparency in an industry where people are trying to create their own thing, that it's going it, to, it's going to take some time. I mean, like you said, you You've you've kind of had this idea in the you know incubation period for you know ten years, and then you know over five years is is when you started repurpose.io. So obviously something changed in, in January. You started going from long form to short form. How has TikTok and YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels and Facebook Reels? How has that impacted your business, the services you provide, and you know the the, the size of your company? Yeah, it, uh, it's just been a major impact. I mean, me personally, I feel like we're helping a lot more people now uh, because like, just it's let me step back a second. I, I feel like the reason why we got into TikTok is I just, and again, it was like people were talking about TikTok. It's a great platform. Get on it. Get on it. Everybody's saying, get on it. Get on it. So I'm like, let me just get on it. We're a social media app. Or, you know, kind of a, I still call it a social media app. Let me learn what's going on, on TikTok, follow people who know what they're doing, learn from them, connect with them. And then that's how we discovered that pain point. So just being in a community around the people who use whatever it is, you know, your potential customer, that's how we discovered that the downloading TikToks and repurposing them without the watermark was a big pain point, but just by spending time on that platform. But yeah, it's been it's been a great, it's been amazing. We've been meeting a lot more people. Like you and I, we met through TikTok. I met a lot more people in the past six months than I have you know, in the past five years in terms of like opportunities and, and even just learning and connecting with customers. Like it's, it's just giving me joy to see people getting value. And I love when people post like, you know, my YouTube channel grew so much just by repurposing my TikToks to shorts. And I know it's not everybody. It's not everyone's going to get the same results. But when you hear those stories, you feel like, you know, our software, I, I feel like I'm making a difference in, in someone's business, someone's life. So that's the, to me, that's the joy. It's the, it's, not that we have more users, we just we're helping more people get to where they want to be. From the from the software standpoint, are you the are are you the behind the scenes? I created it and all of that because of your computer background. This was something that you did yourself. Ah uh, no, well yes and no. Like architecturally wise, in the beginning, it was just like this is the concept. I want to have this. I want to connect these things. Uh, and now our team is about ten people, uh, so we have. Uh, Four, four, four developers, product managers, support team, marketing, you know, a few people doing marketing, stuff like that. So we're relatively small, but we're about 10 people now. So it's a, it's a good sized team, but you can't, actually you can't, it's build a team, whatever project you're working on, build a team, you can't do it yourself. You'll burn out. Like I was burning out and you're just not going to move as fast and be able to respond to changing like the TikTok integration. There's no way like if we were doing this all myself to keep up with all these changes really quickly. You need a team, whatever project you're working on, even if it's just one extra person taking that load off, giving your mind an opportunity to think bigger. Um, you, you know, highly recommend having 
having any kind of thing, any size thing. What kind of future applications do you see for this, or or you know, what kind of plans? Without giving away your your trade secrets, there, you know, what what kind of future problems do you see being able to solve in this industry? Yeah, I mean, I I love the fact that repurpose. I people sometimes kind of giggle when I say this, and they kind of yeah, I don't know, poke fun at me, but I say I call it a platform, not a software. And the reason is, I feel like the possibilities are endless. It's not like it's a tool that does one thing. It's not a tool that downloads your TikToks. It's not what it does. It's a part of it, but it does a lot more. You can connect different social media platforms and transform content from audio to video, video to audio, clips, whatever, whatever. So there's so much you can do. And then a new platform comes out or people request, hey, can you integrate Vimeo? Or can you integrate whatever comes out in two years? Just connect that in and connect that in and connect. And then it just builds the functionality and expands the features of the software. So um, the fact that it's very modular like that gets me excited. That's not, there's no end in sight. Plus, our backlog is huge. We have so many ideas, so many customer requests. We have an ability for customers to request on the feature board what they want to see next. Um, we're working on kind of like two phases of optimizing what we have now to make it even more automated. One of my favorite things that's coming up pretty soon that we're starting to design right now is the scheduling. We have a scheduler. You pick, all right, publish this, this, this on this date, this on that date. And we have auto-publish where just within an hour or so, it picks up your video and puts with it. How about we auto-schedule? Like kind of combine a scheduler with an auto, auto feature to it. So the idea is you could pick slots, say, all right, I want all my reels to go out on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 9 a.m. And all my, uh, let's say, Pinterest to go out on Wednesdays at 2 p.m., whatever. You set these time slots for different platforms, and then you can we turn on auto. It won't publish immediately. It will automatically schedule based on the rules that you set for your schedule to go to different platforms on different days without you having to manually schedule every single TikTok or, or any piece of content. So I'm super excited for that one. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, I know that uh, just, I mean, all the tools you guys are, are, are bringing to the creator economy. And so as a person who is really in it, do you see short form, at least for the next several years, do you see that as like the future of marketing and the future of promotion and the future of creative and the advertising and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I feel, I feel at least in the next, I mean, again, I'm not, don't, don't come as an expert in this space. Like I have, you know, just, it's my, it's sort of a gut feel. As a creator myself, I, I enjoy making short form more than long form. It's much faster, it's much more real. Sometimes it's a little bit raw, but that's cool. It's like behind the scene. Like it's just it's just more real versus fully edited, scripted, 10-minute videos. I mean, mind you, interviews are different. I feel like interviews, they they have to be longer. But um, definitely short form has got a place. And I love consuming short form. Like everybody just does not have any more time, a lot of time to sit through a 10-minute YouTube video anymore, unless they're looking, hey, how do I fix my how do I fix this in my car, for example? How do I how do I add this in this software? If you're looking for a particular thing, definitely YouTube is awesome for that. And long videos make sense. But to catch people's attention when they're scrolling, it's got to be short and it's got to be catchy. Like, you know, draw them in. Uh, it's so fun to create as a creator. So I do it is. And myself I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think I think one of the, the, the huge points about TikTok, and obviously I focus on TikTok. That's where, you know, my largest community is. And anybody can do this you know the the tools within the app itself 
make it so easy. You don't need an editing background. You, you literally just push something, you say something to the camera, you click it, you know, you click it off. And then when your next thought is ready, you do that. And you can literally create volumes of content. Um, and I and I think, you know, there's there's kind of this school of thought. Does it need to be curated? Does it need to be professional or should it be raw? And I think TikTok, why TikTok blew up way faster than Instagram, way faster than Facebook and, and any other platform that has ever existed is is the the realness, you know, the authenticity of the whole thing. And it's not filters and it's not this and that. And, and um, you know, I, that's why I personally think that that's what TikTok has done and why it has done it is because it has really opened this up to everybody. I mean, you and I, in general, if you looked at TikTok three years ago, we were not the market for this platform. Mm-hmm. But no, I think no. you will be the first to say now, like like myself, is like, this is not a kid's platform anymore. You know, corporate America has taken notice of this and they have jumped on, you know, full bore with this. 100%. When I first went on TikTok, I'm like, what is this? Oh, this is like dancing kids. I'm like, this not, why am I here? So I did sign up when it first came out, you know, not right away, but early on. And then I left it for a year or two. And then, and then just about probably back in November, I don't know, eight months, nine months ago, I was just like, you know what? I need to like it's 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 not going away. It's actually the opposite. It's growing. So let me let me see what we can do in terms of integrating um, TikTok into our platform one way or another. And, and here we are now. Like it's pretty much probably our biggest use base use user base is probably TikTok community right now. Uh, and it's uh, only the past six months. Like it's just added so many users who are on TikTok and they love it. We love it. And we're adding more integrations to help you know go from TikTok to other platforms. And yeah, there was short form content for sure. It's to me, in the beginning, I never believed in it. I'm like, well, what can you what can you say in one minute or less that's valuable? And then when I started making the content, I was struggling in the beginning. Like, how can I fit everything in without talking super, 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 super fast? And then you just kind of, you know, I follow people and I learn what they're doing, just like a little intro hook, you know, point one, point two, point three, call to action. Just follow that simple framework. That okay, I- slow, slow yeah. down and take, take, take the listeners or the viewers back okay. through that, um, because that's what got me. Like I said, um, and I, and I, I don't know if we did this on air or not, but the the way I found you. It was a very valuable piece of content that mm-hmm. had actionable steps for me right away. And you said, hey, this is how you make your video look better. And at the time, I was trying to figure out, you know, backgrounds and things like that. Because, you know, when you have something that's not so pleasant in the background, it's a messy house or it's a messy office or whatever, that that portrait effect that you showed me makes all the difference in the world. And, yeah. um, you know, I've had people say, how do you do that? How do you do that? And and so, but that led me to you, but you, cause you provided this little chunk of value that had, you know, long-term impact. And, um, and then, you know, like I said, I started following and then I was like, well, what is this all about? And mm-hmm. now when we, now when I see anybody, it's like, oh, we'll go to tick save or go to safe talk or go to, it's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that anymore. And, but what I like about what you guys also provide is God forbid one of these platforms or two of these, because obviously Facebook and Instagram are, are intimately linked being owned by the same company. You're not stuck, you know, because the odds of all these platforms going down simultaneously is almost to infinitesimal to even contemplate, but you give somebody an option to where it's not this 
major headache to be on all these platforms because you know I see a lot of people is like you know go all in on one platform and just you know just do that. Hmm. I think that's suicide. You know, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. I mean, you focus maybe your engagement and your optimizing and the hashtag, and you spend you know studying that platform. And that's your go-to platform, but you still need to be everywhere else um, for multiple reasons. I people are maybe not on TikTok. If your TikTok's your primary, they're not on TikTok. You know, people discover you on other platforms. Um, but one other thing that I want to mention is since we're talking about putting your content everywhere, a lot of people don't talk about this. And I think it's super important, especially for our TikTok community, back up every single one of your TikToks without the watermark. So we have an option within repurpose.io to send your TikToks to your Google Drive automatically. So then you put a TikTok, it just goes, stores it in your Google Drive without the watermark. And the reason is, well, it's kind of obvious. What if you get shut down? What if they don't like a piece of content? They ban your account. You're not going to lose all of those videos. You can start a new account and re-upload them again if you want to. Or if you decide to abandon the platform completely, go somewhere else. You have all that content, at least in a Google Drive. Um, so there's also that kind of backing up that nobody thinks about until the day they get shut down and then it's too late. Yeah, there's there's this there's this whole, you know, I won't deal with a problem until it becomes a problem. And this presents this prevents a problem in a big way, because I've seen so many people who's like, this is my second account. My last account got shut down at 50,000 or 180,000 or half a million. And it's like, yeah, and you lose all that content, you know, because like the thing people don't understand about these platforms and, and they just kind of go along naively is that you don't own them. You have no control at all you know if they decide they don't want you to have an account anymore they can shut you down you know and if like i said if you have not backed these things up using services like repurpose.io onto a google drive you have lost all of that stuff all of those hours and hours that you have spent creating you no longer have that yeah and um you know i think it's so important that people think long term because there will come a time when it won't be TikTok won't be the the hot thing anymore. There'll be something else. Mm-hmm. But having the ability to back all that stuff up and, and you know and just start from scratch and, and not feel like you're starting from scratch because because you have all this stuff in the bend is is really really exciting. Um, what kind of what kind of advice would you give people? Because I'm sure in the beginning when this idea came along, you were like. Maybe the, the very first thought was, hey, this is great. And then two minutes later, you're like, eh, that's stupid. Nobody's nobody's going to find that really interesting. Talk about that whole process and, and, and how, you know, how that plays into being an entrepreneur or a business owner. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. It's a, it's, it's a daily struggle with yourself, right? Because you're like exactly what you said. Some days I'm like, oh, I had this most brilliant idea. We're going to add this. Next day I'm like, oh, man, what if nobody wants it? Like, what? Why am I wasting my time? Why am I building that? Like, it's it's normal for you to kind of have self-doubt. Um, but what we did was when we we had a bunch of customers ready from our WordPress plugin automation. Um, but even before that, so before that, I had no customers. Nobody knew who I was. I had a blog, a few hundred people on my email list. That was it, right? Um, but anyway, so if you're starting fresh, one, of, one piece of advice that worked for me was partner up with somebody who has an audience. You know, do a, whatever, 50-50 split, whatever you think makes sense just get in front of a bigger audience because you're going to learn a lot faster what's working, what's not working. Uh, and if you have the opportunity to launch some kind of beta, whether it's a software or a program or whatever, launch it in beta to a few people, 20 people, 
see what let them give you feedback. That's what we did with our first, first, first software. That's number one. Like partner with somebody who has an audience if you don't have one and do some kind of beta program, pilot program, get some feedback initially because you 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 have a vision, but other people might interpret it differently. It might steer you in a better direction. Uh, then the other thing is once we've built enough customers over the few years with our plugins, we've said that let's build this big platform called Repurpose. Um, I went to my existing customers who already knew me, liked me, trust me. I said, okay, we're building this. I showed them a quick demo early on. I said, I wanted to validate if people are willing to pay. So I said, if you're willing to put, I forget how much money I asked, or not much, a couple hundred dollars right now, you will be secured the first spot when I launch this offer in six months or three months from now. Here's a demo. Here's what it looked like. And and that was just like this. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then we had about 25 people come in and say, yeah, I trust you. I love the potential of this. I'm seeing, I can see the value in this. Yeah, here's my money. I told them if it doesn't work out, you don't like it in six months or refund, no problem. But it just gave me validation that, hey, this is something that people not only want, but are willing to pay for. And like you said, in the way back at the beginning is like, you're never going to be ready. No. It's never going to, it's never going to start out perfect. You're never going to be ready. I mean, you know, this is, I don't necessarily feel, uh, you know, worthy of having a podcaster, but you know, uh, it was, it was time to start, you know, cause I was getting all these questions. I was like, you know, you could answer these in a more long form, you know, cause I can make TikToks all day long and yeah, they, they, they give a, a little here and there, but what I find is interesting is just talking to people along all these other um, all these other avenues, and the fact that you are so, you're so gracious with your time with somebody who is um, you know who is just starting out, and and I think I, I guess and man I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, but I guess it's like hey I've been there, mm-hmm. so you kind of under you know you kind of understand, and that's what I find about the entrepreneurial community people that are doing that are farther along the journey than you, they're all always willing to, you know, kind of lend a hand back or, or offer their time or their help to other people. And I, oh, I think that's, that's so important. For sure. That's why like, my first partnership with my first business partner, like he was you know, pretty well known in the space. He had a YouTube following like, and the fact that he like, I'm still grateful to this day. We're still in touch. We're not business partners anymore. That's not software is going to, and been transferred to me fully and it's been 10 years now but we still stay in touch and check on his kids and how his kids are doing and we live in the different parts of the world but i still remind them i'm like you know you were very like i'm very grateful for the opportunity that you accepted to partner with me and get me that because without that initial experience of and the struggle like when you launch new software there's issues you need a support team and we learn quickly that you need more than just the software you need a whole team around you so Without that initial uh, opportunity, we kind of wouldn't probably wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have the confidence to be here myself personally to do more and more of these. Um, plus, also the experience of going through and struggling in the beginning. So yeah, we stay in touch. I'm always grateful. I always tell him. He always chuckles. He's like, "Ah, it's my pleasure. No problem." But you're right. Like people want to help people who are doing, who are like you said, a few steps behind because they've been there. They've been. They struggled through it, and you can help in any way. Kind of get someone, keep them going, get them unstuck. I used to like, I used to use this phrase. I help. I, I personally like to get people unstuck because if you're stuck somewhere and I can give you a little bit of advice or give you a little push or do something, I I will do it to help you keep going. That's awesome. So, um, I guess this is more along the lines of take me from 
where you were working for somebody else to where you are now as a business owner. The uh, you know the ups and the downs, you know the pros and the cons. Because I don't think people again are real enough in, in sharing that. But just tell me about your entrepreneurial journey as opposed to going to school, you know, getting a degree, going to work for somebody, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I mean it's just the, the biggest thing is the uh, the stability of it. It's you know being in the beginning unknown when you just kind of do your own thing, but when you're working for somebody, it's, you know, it's, it's consistent and stable, but I feel like me as a maker, it's not mine. Like building something, I work for a software company. I, I'm building something that's not mine. And that's the part that I didn't I'm like, it's awesome. I'll do an amazing job, but I need to build something that's mine. And that's just that maker in me. And then, yeah, you're right. Like you, you go on, you like sometimes you're like, I don't know where to start. Like when I first started the first talk, I don't know where to start. Like, where do we even start? I went like my brain is going like this. Actually, actually, it's a very interesting story. The first developer I hired to kind of work with me on the first, first, first WordPress plugin. I sat there and went boom, 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 nailed the whole idea. Here you go. And I think I overwhelmed him. He's like, every week, he's like, No, I'm not getting anywhere. Oh, I'm busy. Like a few months later, nothing came out. And I've already paid him a deposit. I'm going to break in the relationship and I said, you know, it's not working out, keep the money, whatever, I'm going to start over again. Um, but the next time I approached another developer to help me out, I broke it down into small chunks. And that was a big, big lesson I learned. Whatever product you're working on, break it up into chunks, finish this, see a result. Okay, let's add this. Instead of handing somebody huge task list, or not a, a whole a whole idea, concept, here's a concept, block diagram, and I think that totally overwhelmed them. So as a um, as a person who is in this space, what I, what I find is interesting, because last week I interviewed a guy that has a, an audience of a half a million on TikTok and he's got like 180,000 on Instagram. But you're also running a successful business. Yet mm-hmm. you have, I think last check, you had like 4,000 followers or something like that on, on TikTok. Talk about. Talk about the importance of community and um, and just really buying into someone, whether it's a brand or, or whatever it is, as opposed to just, you know, random, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of people who follow what you do. Talk about the importance of that for a second. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, dream of any company is to have like a million followers and everyone's active. And, but I mean, I, I've never been through it and be like, we, we have a few thousand followers right now and and the videos are doing okay and they're you know they're getting traction but it's not even about that i see the same people kind of commenting and i see the same people on different platforms and i'm connected like you and i are connecting right now it's like it's a more personal experience and which tells me it's the right people who are following us right it's people who are following us i'm not just like clicking follow or paid to follow us or whatever they're the right people who are interested in what we're doing whether it's even if they don't buy our tools or use our software they're interested in what we're teaching what or sharing. So I think that's, I, especially on TikTok, it's very community-based. I notice people commenting here and then I know that people watch another video and they say, oh, check out repurpose.io. Like they tag other people and other people's videos because they like what we're doing because they were following us and then now they're recommending us to other people. So just serve that community. And then the other day, a good, very good example on Twitter, we made some small tweak on our end to kind of get things going a little bit faster than usual. We didn't really announce it. We just kind of just, you know, in the background, we improved it. And then I got a tweet from someone who I friend from TikTok who I met over this, you know, this journey. She's like, oh my goodness, 
you guys really optimize this and it's going way faster now. Thank you so much. And we didn't even announce it, but she noticed. And then she still tweeted out to me and said, thank you. Like you built this friendship and community. I haven't, haven't met any of these people online. Uh, I mean, in person, I'm sure. I'm hoping we were all one day. Um, but you just build this community of people who, who like you, know you, trust you. And I feel as a brand, I am very connected to the brand personally. I like put myself out there. I'm also very approachable. If you need to reach me, our support team will just give you my email and say, hey, talk to the founder. He's like, great. Like, I don't want to be, you know, I'm here and there's a customer here. I want to be engaged. And I learned that early on in, uh, when I built soft podcasting tools for WordPress. I started going to podcasting conferences and I, people would see me and were like, oh, you're the guy that made that tool. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I use it all the time. And then I made a lot of friends in the industry, friends who became who started their own software company for podcasting platforms and recording studios. And like, you just start building this network. And when you make yourself available and approachable and part of your brand, like I'm not the only face of the brand. We have people on the team that make videos as well on YouTube and stuff, but make yourself available to people because your job is to serve them. That's what you're doing, whether it's software, whether it's coaching, whatever it is that you're doing. So that's a perfect way to end. Um, how can people reach you? And, and I know there's tons of different ways to do it, but what's the best way for people to, to connect with you or, or reach you? Um, probably uh, repurpose.io that on TikTok, or that's our handle, repurpose.io. Or if you want to check out repurpose.io, you can check that out as well. Uh, pretty much on all the channels, it's at repurpose.io. <laughs> um, now, you, but now you also have a Facebook group? Yes, so if you sign up for a trial, you get invited to the Facebook group. Um, and that's uh, that's not that's actually a pretty cool place because we kind of announce sometimes things in advance in there and also talk about people who are like trying different things. Oh, this is working, this is not working. So it's just a little community of users. No one's like spamming and promoting their stuff. It's just about users sharing their experiences and asking questions. And it's a good little place uh, to hang out once you're in the software. So once, so once you have the free trial, then you can, you can get into uh, the Facebook group, which I am a part of, uh, and I'm a paying member for this service. Cause I think it's just the greatest thing ever. I've promoted this to anybody and everybody in any type of business that uses video. I have said, you need to do this. I've, I've done this on, you know, on my Facebook and everything. So I want to thank you a, for sharing the time with me. B, I want to thank you for developing such an amazing tool that I think is going to help so many people in the future. I think it's fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. All right, All right guys. Thanks. This has been another episode of Escape the Cage uh, with me, Chuck Ellis, and Hani Mora, my uh, guest. And we'll talk to you next time.